the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height stepping into the booth, filling in for Mr. Ed Martin here this first segment. And uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Ed uh, dove into it a little bit yesterday, but boy, has it been an exciting week on the Supreme Court. Man, an exciting week. Uh, And we've got a lot more to talk about from some of the decisions today, some things that uh, you need to know about, a major thing you need to know about. But before we get there... Let me say, uh, we are, first of all, very excited for the Independence Day holiday coming up. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk to you at least another time before then, but we're going to dive into some of that celebration today. Uh, this is an important holiday. This bears an incredible significance for America. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to start that a little bit today and then uh, again next Monday before we actually get there uh, to Independence Day on July 4th. Uh, but uh, before we do that, let me also remind you, uh, go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. That is where you can find not only the podcasts and standalone segments, but also all of the resources we talk about. If there's a link, if there's a tweet, if there is anything that we mention we're going to share on social media, we will put it in the show notes there as well. And also, while you're there, sign up for the email. You'll get the wink email every weekday morning to your inbox, a couple of quick links and some things that you need to know. We'll break it down really quick for you, uh, but also... So you're going to find a lot of other very interesting things, especially on uh, important celebrations like we're about to have uh, this weekend and into next week uh, for the 4th of July for Independence Day. Go sign up, ProAmericaReport.com. But let's go ahead and dive right in uh, to what we need to know today. What you need to know today, this is Donald Trump's court. And they are making America free again. Let me repeat that again. This is Donald Trump's court, and we are making America free again through the Supreme Court now. Man, uh, there has just been an incredible amount of uh, of decisions that have come down that have been really wonderful. And I tell you what, we we uh, you know we talked about one yesterday. Ed went uh, pretty deep into the uh, affirmative action case that uh, that came down. What was it? We had uh, Harvard and UNC violating the 14th Amendment, essentially, by uh, using race-based admissions policies. Um, I think I, I referred to this uh, at least one time this, this week as reverse racism. Something as someone brought that up. So what do, you, what do you mean by that? That's an interesting way to put it. I'm like, well, this is, you know, in order to fight racism, they say we're using these racially preferenced policies. That's exactly what this is. And, and Ed talked quite a bit about that yesterday. But I tell you what, uh, today we had some more things. There were two major decisions that came down. First of all, a huge free speech and a huge religious liberty. The big One of the biggest First Amendment um, decisions we've had in a long time. Uh, the court held that a, a website designer, a creator, I think 303 Creative out in Colorado. Man, it's in Colorado. Why did all the free speech... Uh, haters come in come into Colorado and try to mess with people but Lori Smith Lori Smith is a graphic artist from Colorado she owns 303 creative <clears throat> pardon me and the Supreme Court ruled today six to three 
that she had a First Amendment protection from being forced to uh, provide a services or business to clients who demand that she do something in contrary uh, or that is contrary to her religious beliefs. Uh, Same sex couple sought her out. I mean, this is Jack Phillips and masterpiece uh, masterpiece cakes uh, all over again. Uh, They're trying to come in and demand that Christian business owners must participate in same-sex wedding ceremonies. And, I mean, this is, it's, you know, it's just very patently dishonest, to me, it's very patently dishonest on the front side of it, because this isn't just really happening in the natural course of life. It really is targeted. I mean, they've come back to uh, um, Jack Phillips, the cake baker, over and over again. He's been taken to court multiple times. They are seeking people out. This radical gender, radical um, homosexual lobby really is seeking out these folks and trying to bring them into court and punish them and demand that uh, you know we participate in this. And I say we, people who maybe don't believe in that lifestyle and say no. This, this isn't just some sort of uh, uh, happenstance uh, that has worked its way through the court system. Make no mistake, from the very beginning, these are targeted attacks, which is very different than the line we've been fed for years about, oh, we just want to be left alone with our own preferences. And, you know, that this, no, no, they are actively seeking people with whom they can uh, bring down the ju- uh, judicial system on them like a sledgehammer. That That's a point that we need to, you know, understand. But... That's not what we're talking about today. That that We can save that conversation for another time. Here's what we're talking about today. Um, this is a huge victory for free speech. This is a huge victory for the Constitution. Uh, this is a huge Supreme Court, uh, a landmark decision that is going to echo forward. And that's not the only one today. Uh, there was another. The Supreme Court came down, and as uh, I saw one headline put it, they nuked uh, Joe Biden's unconstitutional multi-hundreds of billions of dollars student loan bailout. And that one actually was a little easier. It wasn't even, I believe, um, uh, uh, as uh, Chief Justice Roberts wrote in the opinion, uh, the question here isn't even whether something should be done. It's who has the authority to do it. And guess what? No, you do not have the authority to do that and just, you know, at the snap of a finger, wipe out so many uh, hundreds of billions of dollars of student loans. That's that's not how that works. And in fact, they referenced uh, the West Virginia v. EPA decision last year. We have similar concerns over the exercise of administrative power. And man, that that's another one. We, we talk about it all the time. You hear about the administrative state, this bureaucratic nightmare that exists at our federal level. That's another one. So, you know, what, what's my point here? We'll come back to the first statement. We've run through a couple more decisions. And, I, you know, we touched there on what the decision was, what it means, kind of what it's connected to. But I tell you what, what, let me bring it back to my first statement here. This is Donald Trump's Supreme Court. I know we've become fond of saying this is the Clarence Court. Uh, the Thomas Court, the Clarence Thomas Court, which it is. As I mean, Clarence Thomas is inarguably the um, dominating figure of conservative, uh, uh, originalist, textualist uh, judicial application here on the Supreme Court. Uh, it, it, he is really a guiding uh, light for this six to three majority that we keep seeing. But uh, let's make no mistake: this is. A Supreme Court makeup. These decisions, these landmark cases that are coming forward and opinions that are being handed down are thanks to the presidency of Donald J. Trump. 
The 45th president of the United States uh, may not currently be sitting in the Oval Office, but my goodness, is he still having an incredible effect, and uh, am I ever grateful for it. (laughs) I hope that you are, too, on our government. Uh, This is absolutely a turnaround from the Supreme Court of even just a few years ago, from the uh, judicial supremacists that Phyllis Schlafly wrote so much about uh, in the mid-2000s, who just legislated from the bench and imposed their will, their pragmatist values uh, on the American people who ruled uh, by judicial edict instead of uh, legislative uh, rulemaking and lawmaking and and elected representatives. This is a huge turnaround, and it is a good turnaround. Uh, These are justices who now, at least six of them, are applying themselves to the Constitution, who are applying themselves to the natural law that undergirds our system, looking back at what it means and actually putting things back in their proper order, whether it's smacking down people who would come and demand we violate the religious liberty of others, whether it's smacking down the bloated bureaucratic administrative state that would come forward to just wreak havoc on our economy even more than it has, uh, whether it's uh, striking down race-based uh, policies at the highest institutions of education in America, although that's a little bit of a misnomer. There's not much educating going on. There's a lot of schooling, but there's not much education happening. But I digress. Uh, these are incredible decisions that are restoring order. They are pointing us back toward the Constitution, and it is making freedom in America great again. Uh, and we're making America free again. So that's where we land to it. This is a, a, in great part thanks to Donald J. Trump, uh, the 45th president of the United States. This is Trump's court. Make no mistake, this is Trump's court, and they are making America free again. This is an incredible lesson as to why presidential elections are so important, because even when someone is no longer sitting at the desk, when they are no longer signing papers and writing orders and and putting their name to bills passed in Congress, that person is having an incredible effect, a long-lasting effect in this country. I am grateful for the decisions and the effect, the the decisions made and the effect that Donald Trump is having right now in this Supreme Court makeup. And I hope that you are, too. We need to understand just how important we always talk about that phrase. Elections have consequences. Well, man, this is one of the consequences. And it's a good one. I'm happy about this. But as just as incredibly great as it is going now, it could uh, also incredibly be going the opposite way. That is the warning. That's what we must take to heart, uh, and I hope that you understand that, too. I wanted to make sure that we made clear. You know, We talked, like I said, yesterday Ed got into the affirmative action issue. Today, there's two more great ones to talk about, but let's make no mistake. We know where this came from. This is a result of the 2016 election years ago, the decision that America made and putting Donald Trump in the White House, and guess what? It's a good thing. We're making America free again. So I wanted to put that together for you. Make sure you understand that our elections do have consequences. And boy, are we about to face another big one coming up here. So we will leave it there. That's what you need to know. It's Trump's court. And we're making America free again. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. You'll get this segment, anything that we have uh, uh, in the future as well, all of the resources. And come on right back. We have a great guest coming up as well as some early celebrations of Independence Day. Come on back here to the ProAmerica Report. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Now, again, once again, I did it again off 
the the uh, off the rec- uh, off the camera, whatever you call it. I'm talking to Carrie Lake, our next guest, and it's probably as good as what we're going to say on here. She was encouraging me. She was encouraging others to get involved. She was doing all the stuff you see her do, and it was me and her on the phone. So I wish I recorded that. I should have done it, but anyway. Uh, so our next guest is Carrie Lake. She's now famous for uh, being a leader of Americans. Some of, some of us are conservative. Some of them are just Americans that are looking up and saying she ran for governor. She fought for her election. She didn't do what everybody told her to do, which is concede and go away and, and, uh, and, you know, get a TV deal because she was a TV star earlier in her career. So Carrie Lake joins us. She's got a book out and it's a perfect book for this moment. It's called unafraid, unafraid. And it's got a picture of her on the top and it says just getting started. So Carrie Lake, welcome to the program. How are you? It's great to be here, Ed. Yeah, it was fun chatting with you uh, right before this. I When I worked in broadcasting, it was like, never talk before <laughs> you hit record, because some of the best stuff happens That's right true. then. But it's true. We'll well, it's true. Again. So, Carrie, you were a public person before you ran for office, but now you really are a, a, a public person. A, 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 like a leader, a public leader. You're not elected, although many of us <laughs> think you were elected, but you're not you're not in elected office. And but you really are. It's different than being a famous newscaster. And so how's that adjustment? Well, I I have had a level a level of fame uh, in my career for you know three, three decades. So I kind of got used to that. It, I, I don't thrive off of being well known. I mean, I, I was somebody who actually preferred the quiet times in my life. I preferred being out of the limelight. And when I walked away from my career in media, um, I was ready to just go and live kind of a, a quieter life. Little did I know God had something else planned for me and that quiet life wouldn't be uh, coming. And, and now I'm, I'm known across the country and even in, in other countries as well because of I, I, my fighting spirit and the courage that I took to walk away from a very big job with a big paycheck, a seven figure contract I walked out on and, and said, I can't do this anymore. And when I did that, the people of Arizona asked me to run for office. I never in my wildest dreams ever imagined getting into politics. Um, but I, I thought we're at a time in our in our life. And I was inspired by President Trump, a, just a regular guy. Well, he's not just a regular guy, right. but a guy from outside the political world jumping in. And we need more of that. Um, so I don't, I, it, I, it doesn't really phase me to be, uh, well known. I, I don't thrive and, and live for that. And maybe that's a good thing. People who aren't like dying for the attention, yeah. getting into politics. Well, and so in some ways, I think you're, as you say, you're used to it. So it doesn't phase you. If somebody says you're great or somebody says you're not great, you're not too impressed because you know that sometimes, sometimes people mean it and sometimes they don't. Carrie Lake is our guest, by the way. The book is Unafraid, Just Getting Started. Um, unafraid. Uh, most normal people, have a hard time taking this scrutiny getting hit like um uh like you have like president trump has we were talking off the air about how you know there's lawyers that are working for you and they work for me i some of them that i work with on the january 6 cases they're getting attacked for doing their job um normal people step back after a certain amount they see a certain amount of pain and they step back that's really the the that's my fear right now and i, I think that's you're an inspiration to a lot of people, but you know, you are special. I I had a friend of mine say the other day, she's an extraordinary lady. She said, I tell people I, I'm not that special. And I looked at her and said, yes, you are. You are special. That That's not true. What you mean to say is we're all special. We can all do it, uh, but it doesn't feel like that for a lot of us. We all play a role right now in taking our country back. I believe that, that God gave us all some gift, some way, shape or form. We uh, can help 
by getting involved, by speaking out. It might be just as simple as, as sharing information on the website. So it's not, it's not on, your, on your social media, I should say. Sharing information that's important when it comes to election integrity or whatever it may be. We can do something, something like speaking out. And for some people, they're afraid to do that. Uh, once you walk through fear, you come out on the other side so strong that nothing makes you afraid anymore. I don't care what the media says about me. They, I was the one candidate who 100% of the coverage on me was negative. I have worked in media, so I understand how they operate. And I talk about that. I mean, initially it hurt when I'd been treated badly in the, meeting, or in the media, but then you pretty much, you go, I, that doesn't matter. I have to keep, they're trying to stop us by doing that. They're trying to scare us. And we just have to realize that we're in a moment where we need strength and we need to realize that we, the people, the power lies with us. The government wants us to be cowering, afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of the people because we, the people, the government belongs to us and they've gotten too powerful. We're talking with Carrie Lake. Her book is Unafraid, Just Getting Started. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that it's published by Winning Team Publishing, which published uh, not only the uh, uh, Letters to Trump, the book that got so much attention, Our Journey Together, um, also, and uh, Crimes Against America with uh, Janine Perro, which we talked about, I think, a week or two ago. Um, do you, um, do you, let's talk about, let's come around to what, in some ways, you're well known for, which is having had this election in Arizona with so many deep problems and you've fought back uh, against what's going on. It's continuing but come out a little differently. President Trump has used the phrase election interference a lot, referring yeah. to the fact that there, there are so many ways that whether it's the indictments against him or the media against him, how, you know, how badly are we sort of watching the the our nation be buffeted by people who are, are sort of blatantly, not sort of, they're blatantly interfering with the election? Oh, totally. I mean, they sabotaged Election Day right in front of our eyes in, in Arizona when they rolled out machines that didn't work and printed the wrong image on the ballot. It was it was blatant. People in Arizona know that I won, that 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 our victory was stolen from us. And now with Trump, they don't want him on the ballot. I don't think they're able to they're going to be able to rig or cheat an election big enough to stop him in 24. So they're trying to stop him before he even gets on the ballot. And they're trying to throw these bogus lawsuits at him and indict him and 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 tear him apart but this but this man has been torn down and disparaged wrongfully disparaged in the media for 8 years and and the people out there who don't like him i try to tell them i i hate to tell you this you have been a victim of a of a massive brainwashing scheme put on by the fake news media they have put so many bogus right. stories out on this man that he can even wake up every day and uh, <laughs> yeah. and get out of bed is amazing. I tell him that all the time. I said, you're the strongest person I know. You are absolutely the strongest fighter I know. And he won't stop. I've never seen he's he's more um, fired up right now than and I've known him for a bit of time now, a couple of years. He's more fired up right now and uh, energized than I've ever seen and ready to get in there and do the work to turn our country around. 
You know, uh, we're talking with Carrie Lake again, her book, uh, which you should get is Unafraid. It's perfect. And, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say to you that uh, the late Phyllis Schlafly, for whom I worked, one of the great characteristics of her hard fought, you know, life, political battles, policy battles was she was a happy warrior like you, Carrie Lake. You know, she looked good. She sounded good. She was never going to be even when they were beating you up or beating her up they, they, in terms of the issues or whatever. It was going to always be with a smile on, on your face. And because you're still trying to make the, the next point. But I wanted to ask you about the January 6th. I mentioned it off the air. January 6th prisoners, we're finding more and more out about that day. Um, it, sh- it doesn't surprise you or me that we've been misled uh, by the media and by even the government, it looks like. Um, but yep. it's it, I have to say a, a word of encouragement, your happy warrior mentality to these January 6th families and defendants. I spent time with President Trump and a bunch of them and Cynthia Hughes, the Patriot Freedom Project uh, founder. Uh, you're encouraged because it's it's a tough time. I can't even imagine what they're going through. I just uh, ran into Ashley Babbitt's mother the other day, and and the suffering she is um, that she has endured, and she's and she's staying out there and speaking up because she doesn't want her daughter's terrible murder to be in vain. That her daughter would die, and then for her mother to walk away. Her mother has been speaking up about what happened on January sixth. This is horrifying that we in America have political prisoners like this. And now we know, and I knew it all along, you could, you could spot what was going on, but now we have proof and evidence that this was not a, an insurrection. It was a fedsurrection. It's very obvious. And, and we want the 44 plus thousand uh, hours of video. We demand it. We, the people, own that video. Right. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. I would encourage those who are behind bars, you call it the gulag, it truly is. I would encourage them to remain strong, hang mm-hmm. on. I believe help is coming and I believe it's coming hopefully soon. They have to stay strong because when, when, when they are pardoned and I do believe that they will be pardoned, um, they will go down as some heroes in this country. Yep. yep I agree they with really you. Will, but they have to keep their, their wits about them, their spirits up. The, this other, this, the side of uh, um, the government coming after us like this, there's some truly evil people. They right. want nothing more than to crush our spirit. And and you mentioned being a happy warrior. When we let them crush our spirit, they're winning. We yeah. have to get up with gladness every day. God put us here at this time. We could have been born at any time. Right. We were born at one of the most critical moments in American history and frankly, human history. And the fact that God put us here at this moment is uh, is truly remarkable. So wake up understanding that the same God who parted the Red Sea is with <laughs> us right now. Yeah. And no, no battle is is too big for God. We're just we're just on his time and his timeline. That's right. And that's what makes it hard because we don't yeah. know <laughs> that's right. how this all ends. Right. Well, <laughs> other than victory, the perfectly perfect for this is we know how this ends, because I know you you have to go. Thank you, Carrie Lake, for everything you're doing. Uh, we are appreciated so much. Your book, uh, Carrie Lake, Unafraid, just getting started. Awesome. Uh, great to be have her with us. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Haidt. We're going to take a little bit of a historic turn here in honor of Independence Day. 
Um, there is a long-standing uh, tradition that uh, Phyllis Schlafly had that I think we ought to continue here. Of course, you know Phyllis Schlafly, the matriarch, I'd say, of the conservative movement, uh, uh, someone who Ed and I worked for for a number of years before she passed away in 2016. I tell you what, one of the things at the core of what Phyllis wanted to see happen in American education, not this uh, diversity, multiculturalism, the DEI agenda, uh, this historical revisionism, all the things that are happening in our schools now, what our schools need to focus on more and something that's being taken away from young children is the ability to read and to read well. Uh, There's so many ways to say this, that leaders are readers, um, being able to understand and see our history, where we've come from and learn from it. We must read it and read about it. I tell you what, one of the most important reasons now for today in America that young children need to be able to read is so that they can read our founding documents. They can read what our forefathers have written and understand where we've come from, where we're going and uh, what we need to do now. That is incredibly important. So need to read our founding documents. They need to know how to read better. And I tell you what, that's something we ought to do here. We're celebrating July 4th, 1776. This is the 247th anniversary. What happened? The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Let's read the Declaration of Independence. Indulge me here for a few moments. I think it's important. So listen to the words that were written and signed by our founding fathers, by so many men who pledged their lives and fortunes and sacred honor. And let's honor them and honor our nation in this way uh, by reading the Declaration of Independence here. So... When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. 
He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such disillusions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretending legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions." In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. 
our repeated petitions have been answered by only repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may be defined as a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states and that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I hope that these powerful words penned by our founding fathers and sent to King George of England will echo not only through eternity, but in our hearts this year as we celebrate the 247th birthday of our nation, the beginning of an incredible experiment here on these shores. So, Join us after the break. We'll be right back here on the Pro-America Report. And may God bless America. May God bless the rule of law that has been established here. And may God bless you. We'll talk in a moment. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And it is time as we are headed into this celebratory week. I hope uh, I hope you're celebrating all week for uh, the 4th of July, Independence Day. There's lots of history around that. And I hope you're getting some uh, chance. A lot of things wind down, right? A lot of things are slower. Even I, I, I will be working. A lot of people will. But everything just slows down. And hopefully you get a chance to celebrate. And I hope that you get a chance to see fireworks, to see fireworks. Now, let me tell you, this is going to be my ode to fireworks, and I need to be careful, but I need to warn everyone over and over again, fireworks are not a toy. Fireworks, you need to be careful. If you're a kid, don't play with fireworks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, got it? So let me talk about this for a second, and uh, welcome to the Pro-America Report, by the way, where uh, we're talking fireworks today. Here's my here's Here's the thing. There's all sorts of history to fireworks. I don't know much of it. I do know this. I, remember the scene? I think it's from Godfather. Isn't it from the Godfather, the movie, the original Godfather, where they're having a festival? A, a, I think it's the festival. It's either the festival of, of, of San Gennaro, which is a, uh, a, a sort of well-known, well-revered Italian saint that there was always a party, uh, a celebration around a festival, a feast on the feast day. 
And and I know and I attended when I was a boy in Newark, New Jersey, they would have a festival, a feast, a festival for the feast day. I think it was for San Gennaro, but it was like that Godfather um, uh, movie scene where there's parades and then there's exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and there's religious stuff. But then there's a party and there's lots of people celebrating, lots of food, lots of drink and inevitably fireworks and the fireworks until about the last 40 or 50 years, they were they were fired off by amateurs almost exclusively like the neighborhood dads and the and the businessmen that wanted to spend their money on that and things like that. And that was how that was now. And also in the community, I hope, where you live and where you are, they'll have fireworks. They'd have their, you know, annual the town fireworks display, which would be on the 4th of July, hopefully after the parade, after the picnic. But fireworks were a component of lots of these festivals, uh, feast days, but especially 4th of July. Right. I I don't know when or why. I know the tradition, I think, is that uh, on on celebratory days in the military, people would fire their guns in the air and and then shoot off things. It was a way to get attention, and celebrate. But here's the thing. For me, growing up, certain of these sort of iconic celebrations were all tied together. And I want to say to you that they were are a kind of brainwashing, but in the right direction. Right now, we're watching brainwashing brainwashing happening of our families, our kids, ourselves, based on big tech and big media and big government. Back when I was growing up, you had the 4th of July, you had parades. You had to be in red, white, and blue. You didn't have to be in some store-bought shirt. You might wear your blue pants, your red shirt, and your white hat or whatever. You might create it with crepe paper. You certainly decorated your bike and you rode your bike in the local parade. And I, I have to tell you, parades are phenomenal knitting together exercises. So when I was growing up, we had the Pledge of Allegiance at school, right? We had prayer at school, too. But we also had flags everywhere and flagpoles everywhere. And then on the four, coming up to the 4th of July, we built towards that. This was the, the central moments of the summer. It was the pivot of the summer. And wherever you were, whatever you were doing, what you could be at your hometown, you could be away at work. You knew the 4th of July, you could be away visiting friends, you'd go on vacation. We generally didn't go on vacation on the 4th of July when I was a boy. We were, we didn't go on vacation much when I was a boy at all. But when I got a little bit older, we would go away for a week to North Carolina, to the, to the shore, to the uh, ocean down in North Carolina. But we, we generally didn't go. So the 4th of July included the, the town, parade, the town picnic, the town fireworks, and then also in our little neighborhood, the the men of the neighborhood would go buy some fireworks and they'd shoot them off. And and it was every I think everybody was really careful. There's a famous story of my dad. Um, he was doing fireworks when we went on vacation down in North Carolina, and he was shooting off bottle rockets into the uh, on the sands uh, and the beaches in the evening. And one of them lit some of the <laughs> lit some of the dune on fire. But he put it out immediately by stomping on it. But I remember as a boy, I was probably ten or twelve years old, thinking this looked like a huge problem. And and you know now that I'm older, I see he you know it was a little uh, smoke, and he stomped on it, it was gone. But at the time, I could still picture it. Him jumping, he jumped off the deck where we were and ran across to put out this little uh, smoking, uh, uh, the, the smoke that was coming out of the grass. But back to my point, I believe all of these little traditions 
not only were fun for a kid, but they reinforced the importance of these holidays. We didn't get buried and swallowed up by other holidays. I mean, no disrespect to any other holiday, Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, all these. Fourth of July was the pivot of the summer. And that pivot included fireworks. It included parades. It included parties, celebrations. But I'll tell you, everywhere I go, I hope, I hope on 4th of July, I see fireworks. It seems seems to me that's kind of now the knitting together. We have gone for years down to Southern Virginia to uh, 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 Bush Gardens, and they have fireworks a lot, a lot of days, actually. And I love that they have them so much, but especially on the 4th of July. My point here is I know that now there's lots of rules on fireworks. They ban them places and people get nervous about them. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking more broadly. Fireworks for me are a piece of of what was the sort of great brainwashing of celebrating America in a good way. And I hope we can find those knitting together uh, uh, experiences still today. I hope you will. I hope you will. And I encourage you to do it, especially parades, especially fireworks, especially red, white, and blue on the 4th of July. Uh, So happy 4th of July, everybody. I hope you celebrate with some fireworks, but carefully, legally, uh, nobody underage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, As always, I celebrate and thank uh, Noah Dingley, our great producer, Ryan Hyde, our associate producer, and you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Celebrate Independence Day in all the right ways. Be right back. Be back. Talk to you soon. Sorry. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.